Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one poignant page of Talmud each day. And look, sometimes you read these Talmud pages and very concrete ideas pop right into your head. But sometimes you read a page of Talmud and you think to yourself, there's something there that really stirs the mind and the imagination, even though it's not an exact fit to what the rabbis were talking about. And here we are on Bava Kama 20, and the rabbis are still talking about animals. More specifically, they asked the question of what to do when, you know, you have an animal and you take it around for a walk in the public domain, and all of a sudden it eats, say, some fruits or vegetables that were just lying there in the public domain. Now, you're not responsible, the rabbis tell us, for the damage the animal does when it eats something as it normally eats something. But Even in the public domain, you are still obligated to pay for fruits and vegetables that this animal ate if the animal benefits from the food. So I'm reading this and I'm thinking to myself, we have done a lot these last couple of weeks uh, with animals. We've talked about dogs. We've talked about shelter pets. um, And don't want to belabor the point, but this notion of responsibility, of being responsible for something or someone's acts and what they are responsible for and what they enjoy made me think of a very specific person. And I am not, God forbid, equating Britney Spears to an animal in the public domain. But I do think about Britney a lot. And she just wrote an incredible memoir. And I believe my guest today also believes that she's a culturally significant figure. Welcome back to the show, producer and showrunner Courtney Hazlett. Thank you, Liel. It is an honor to be here for the first time on Take One and incredibly fitting to be talking about Britney Spears, who I've been talking about for most of my career. So for those of our listeners who are not as educated and erudite as the two of us in all things Spears, spend a a minute or so talking about Britney's, shall we say, unique legal condition, which is the reason why we thought of her as we read today's page. So Britney Spears became very famous at a very young age and made a great deal of money. When it seemed as if her life began to spiral out of control, people thought they were working in her best interest by placing her under a conservatorship, which means that she was no longer in charge of her own decisions regarding herself, her family, her money. Instead, the conservators were, and those conservators were her immediate family members, namely her dad and brother. Okay, so she had recently emerged from the conservatorship as as part of the free Britney movement that I believe you and I were both, you know, partisans of. Uh, and so when 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 we read today's page of Talmud and we read about, look, you know, if you have a creature that obviously cannot take care of itself, you have to be responsible not just for the damages that it does, but also just for its enjoyments, for its pleasures, for the things that it incurs as it goes along uh, its way and and lives life in in its ordinary fashion, which is a perfect segue to ask you the great big question, because this conservatorship really was a source of great fascination. It was so many questions of, you know, is Brittany on the receiving end of this conservatorship simply because she was a woman? Is Brittany kind of the sacrificial lamb of celebrity culture, you know, suffering for for our sins, for being so famous from such a young age. So give us, if you will, the unified theory of Britney and why she matters. (laughs) The unified theory of Britney and why she matters. I think in the context of this page of Talmud, what we're talking about is the celebrity's obligation to the public, which in turn made them a celebrity. 
I think there's a lot to examine about what do we owe Britney Spears and what does she owe us? Is it incumbent upon us to take care of her and use public systems to place her in this place that seemed to be very damaging and according to her book was extremely damaging? And while you went to great pains to say Britney Spears is not an animal, I think she makes the argument that's exactly what she was treated like under this conservatorship. Animals don't get to choose always when they eat or how they eat or what they eat. But Brittany was told, this is what you're having for every meal for years and years and years. So it's a question I come back to frequently as a student of pop culture for my entire life. What do we owe our celebrities? What are the obligations here? And I think that this page of Talmud in its modern interpretation, we could spend days talking about. And so let's let's take another step towards this. You raise a really great point of what we owe her. It does not seem to me like we treated her very well. We kind of appear to have driven her to despair. She is a little bit better now, but judging by her Instagram, which I do regularly, she's not completely all there. She does dance around with knives and makes other very provocative gesture for, for the uh, delight of, of her fans. Should we be better? Should we have a new moral contract with our famous men and women to be kinder to them? I think we broke Britney Spears. And I think we broke her because it's easy to do that with someone who's already hurting. And it took place in a time period where we were very crass, where celebrity magazines had never sold more it would happen at the height of TMZ, which is just a stocking company. I choose to believe we're getting better at it. I choose to believe that as we're obsessing over Travis and Taylor Swift, that we're affording them some distance and privacy as it's happening. But by the same token, we're doing the exact same thing to them that we did with Britney Spears that led to her shaving her head in the midst of a nervous breakdown. And her shaving her head allowed us to make millions of dollars. Magazines made millions of dollars. Advertisers made millions of dollars. So on the one hand, if we broke her, we should help fix her. But our systems to do that are terrible. (laughs) The alternative was a conservatorship. Instead, There needs to be a united public. We are not going to do this anymore. We are not going to pay attention in this way. I've always believed that if we're talking about it, we should understand why. But by the same token, sometimes you need to understand to stop talking about it and let a person heal and let a person live. We, in other words, need a gamach for celebrities, a collective charitable effort to make sure those we make famous uh, remain, you know, vital. Courtney Hazlett, producer, pop culture philosopher, thank you so much for being our guest. It was my pleasure. (music) 
This has been Take One. If you enjoy the show, and I hope that you do, then you are really going to love the new book just published by me. It's called How the Talmud Can Change Your Life, Surprisingly Modern Advice from a Very Old Book. You can order it now at your local bookstore or directly from the publisher through the link in this here podcast description or through that big online store whose logo is, you know, a smile. As always, please go rate and review Take One on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. You could get your Take One t-shirts and mugs and other swag at tabletstudios.com and you could subscribe to our weekly newsletter at tabletm.ag slash take one newsletter. Take One is a Tablet Studios production. The show is hosted by me, Leah Leibowitz, and is produced and edited by Daron Ruskay, Quinn Waller, and Ellie Blyer. Our team also includes Stephanie Butnick, Josh Cross, Robert Scaramucci, Courtney Hazlett, and Tanya Singer. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we have made your day a little more Talmudic. <laughs>